you know, the Wayne's World 2 team to do from there with children. Let's go over Mr. Screen. You can screen into the microphone. Let's listen to the roar of this crowd, boy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome back to Wasted Wagons, where we talk about all kind of crazy stuff. This is our weekly podcast. We're all back here. Uh, we're enjoying uh, some little beverages in the backyard of uh, my house, and we hope that uh, today is going to be uh, just as memorable as last time. Again, we talk about all kind of crazy stuff like movies and music, uh, what's going on in the news right now, sports, anything really we want to talk about. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about um, what, what are we drinking, guys? What are we drinking? You, Pat, what are you doing? Uh, I'm enjoying a lovely peach buffer sour from Agile Brewing out of Baton Rouge. All right. Looks good. Travis? I'm going with the classic Paps Blue Ribbon. Good old PBR, baby. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, and I'm going with the uh, LeGrand Orange from Rally Cap Brewing, also in Baton Rouge. Sean? Omaha Dreams, also from Rally Cap. It is a sour ale with apricots, raspberries, plums, and um, I don't know what else. Sean likes him some plums. Say quaaludes? I like a lot of fruit in my beer. And uh, I'm drinking the Parish Brewing uh, Extra Sauce. It's a lemonade shandy. Um, I picked it up the other day from Total Wine. It's all right. Yeah, is it better than Lining Kugel? <laughs> Probably not. Nothing beats a lining cool. Look, guys, put a record what, Mike, what does extra sauce mean? Extra sauce, uh, it means it extra um, it, it's the water. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Look, put a Don't record. drink the water. I know we, Brown butter. we talked a little bit last week about what are our go-to beers. And uh, so we talked about go-to beers at a crawfish boil. And I know my, my go-to beer at a crawfish boil is probably the gnarly barley Catahoula Common. But since we're talking about go-to beers, let's say you're on like a three-day beach trip. What is your go-to beer? That's why I'm drinking PBR. I got a case of PBR, brought it with me over the weekend. I was in Orange Beach, slammed back most of them, came back with a couple of stragglers, and that's what I'm drinking today. What's <laughs> wrong with that? I'm a little PBR. I mean, like, you know, take it from somebody that goes camping quite often. You know, sometimes against Big my, camper guy, you? Sometimes against my own will. Most of the time, against my own will. Um, PBR is always a pretty solid choice to take if you're going to be pounding back uh, a lot of beers. Hey, so. how's your uh, how's your fence coming? Fence is coming. Summer, oh, you got no summer projects, you bum. Fence is coming good, <laughs> man. You know, finished most of it. Well, I got you can see, you can see my fence. My fence project. You're missing a little bit, bud. Mike's got a combination of like four different pieces of fencing going on here. <laughs> notice that. It's, it's all the different neighbors. I got that's one, two, three. I got four neighbors. Just the way the way the uh, yeah you the really do is. have just four different friends that I'm talking. Yeah, you have two neighbors. Yeah, like a white fence, yeah. orange fence, two neighbors in the back. One that looks like it's recently done. Yeah, yeah, one that's the gap, vinyl, the vinyl fence over the here. Vinyl fence over. But yeah, no white picket. This? What do you call this shit? It's like a fence behind like a fence. A, this is like a lattice type design. Look, it's got the ivy, almost like Wrigley Field, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Get that out of here. That shit out of here. No, seriously, what's what y'all's go to's at the beach, man? I, I didn't got I didn't finish mine. God <laughs> damn it. Patrick interrupted me. Well you didn't finish, finish your off. summer your summer jobs and uh chores either, did you? Vince is almost done. It'll be finished probably tomorrow. Good. Hopefully but if I'm not going with PBR, I, I'm going with Miller High Life uh, as a cheap, easily drinkable beer. 
Maybe, maybe even Modelo, you know. If I'm laying off the craft beer and going to be drinking some relatively inexpensive cheap beer that's actually good, I'll go with the Highlight or PBR or even Modelo or something like that. Um, me? I don't know. I drink all kinds of shit when I'm at the beach. I think the last time I was at the beach was actually some crooked marker variety pack or some seltzer shit, but, you know, whatever does the job. But last night at Cabbage Ball or Softball for the non-New Orleans people, uh, drinking, uh, what, Corona Premier? Hit the jackpot. Little, little Premi. Looking all over Total Wine for a 12-pack of Corona Premier, and it was all in bottles. And then I go to the cooler, and they had a cold 12-pack of cans. I'm like, hell yeah. Of course, they're still in the slim cans, so everybody with a slim can koozie thinks you're drinking a seltzer, you pussy. You're like, uh, no, it's beer. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Just to, just to be on record, we're not sponsored by Total Wine. <laughs> they don't give us any money for this. We just we just finally got one a couple of years ago, guys, so uh, it's all new to us. So it's uh, been a shopping place for a lot of us. Yeah, well, it came came at a good time, you know, because uh, some of us nerds like, like Todd and I, we used to really like going to Toys R Us, even as adults. <laughs> Now, Total Wine is kind of like the, uh, the Toys R Us for adults. Yeah. Yes, you know, walk down, peruse the aisle. I mean, I, I, I love the taste of wine. I'm not one of these guys that's going to, like, sniff it and swirl it and spit it out. But and say, ooh, that's a nice hint of oak in that one. Like, possibly one of our future guests. You know. But it's, uh, you know, I like going in the aisle and just looking at the, the big prices on the wine and the cool labels. And that's basically how I make my selection. Yeah. Definitely a good place. To I'm just going to abstain from the, from the whole talk of that. But carry on. What the wine um, notes and the hints of elderberry all of and all of it. Oh, I, I, I could, and... I could, I could have a whole episode myself on just the snobbery and snootiness of my of my industry. Mm-hmm. But that's that's for another day. But do you do that yourself? Do you take a glass of? Wine oh, I'm a hundred percent the jerk that shows up to your to your bourbon tasting it. with my with my fancy Glen Karen or my my snifter as they call it. Snifter. And I'm not gonna call y'all on like snifter, what you drink. Yeah. Snifters but in the back of my head, I'm judging you, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What is a snifter? The, the curve? The, the curve yeah, in the glass? Yeah. Yeah. Is it skinny like or is it the round one? It's, it's shaped like a properly the wagon, wagon. shape. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did buy a uh, wines for dummy book one time. Other than that, I bought that book when I first started working in the industry, so like three years ago. I still have it. I'll still reference yeah, some no, stuff in it. There's a lot to learn, but then you realize some of it's like a lot of it's not bullshit, but like it's a lot easier and simpler than people make it out to be. Like when you go into like the the French aisle, the Italian aisle, people are like, oh, I want a Burgundy or a Bordeaux or this or that. And like, oh, what is this? What is that? And like, it's just where they make the wine. Where it's from. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's old world wine and new world wine is all like yeah. basic US. And what I that. don't miss is I used to use that Vivino wine app and I'd scan labels oh. and keep them in my database. I had, I had and, that app too. And you'd read the reviews and people would be like, <clears throat> hints of oak on the back of the palate and pine and all this was like, it tastes like pine needles. That doesn't sound appealing to me. Like, what the hell are y'all talking yeah, that's about? That's kind of what gin. IPAs taste it's like. like gin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the biggest thing with talking to people like, oh, well, what if, like, they'll ask, like, what is this supposed to taste like? What does it taste like to you? What it tastes like to me might not taste like the same thing to you. What do you taste in it? I can I can steer you in a direction of what it might have some hints of. Like if I told you some Jack Daniels have a like banana kind of taste to it, you might taste it. You might not. You might taste a lot of it. Who knows? It tastes like a Scotty Pippen layup followed by a Michael Jordan <laughs> yeah. dunk. And an old pair of gym shorts. You know what else is like that is uh, a cigar. Man, they got some aficionados uh-huh. out there that 
smoke cigars and they talk about all this crazy shit with cigars and I, I'm like I, I can't I mean I, I smoke a, cigars a cigar a lot, guy right and I just cannot yeah I cannot pick up some of these flavors and I guess that this the, and the men's club guys the or the, you know at school some of the dads they got the small skinny ones the mediums the big giant ones that take like an hour to smoke like, oh, this one, this is the best one. Well, it's like every single one, it's like tastes like a cigar. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to tell you. Coach Doyle used to chew with them some bitches and doing drop his head. And I guess, like, a lot of it, I guess, is like you look, you read some of the tags on some of these wine bottles, and it's like, oh, you have black currant and blackberries and stuff like that, and cardamom yeah. and spice and whatnot, it and clove. Well, if you've never tasted that thing, then how would you know that right. what you're drinking right. tastes like? Right. I didn't. I'd never really had clove before three years ago, and now I, I had to go taste clove so I could figure out is this something I taste in a wine because right. either the label said it's supposed to be there, or some person said like, oh, I tasted this and that in it. Yeah. Well, when the but fla- also the flavors have something in them like oak or something. It's like you don't eat that. How do you know what it tastes like? You think right. it tastes like a smell? Like, like, a lot what, of it, what are we like, talking about? Like baking spices yeah. is like a, a common thing mm-hmm. for like some bourbons. It's like all right. So, so where we're gonna get at here is next episode. We're all gonna drink some wine, and we're gonna try to taste the wine. We're gonna have a little tasting, and we're gonna find out. Yeah, I'll just I'll what just, it tastes like. I'll what just, does this wine taste like? I'll bring a bottle and I'll write on the card the description from the bottle or from a site about what it's supposed to taste like, and we'll see what we can get oh, out of and it. We can, we can go a step further and guess what kind of wine it is. Oh. Okay. Well, tell, I tell, honestly, tell you right honestly, now, it's gonna be a red. I can't taste the difference <laughs> between the reds though. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I like them all, but. As much as my parents drink wine, every every time we go to a restaurant, they pour the, the you know the first sip from my dad. And how is it? And he's his go-to line every time. It tastes like wine. And the waiter looks at him like you asshole. Anyway, the uh, my favorite beach beer. Going back to that. Yeah, we got all time. Uh, yeah, we got big time all subject. The beach. That's but the that's okay. That's what this is all about. Um. I, I like Coronas, man, with the Coronas with a little lime in it. Um, I like, uh, I used to like, used to like the uh, Budweiser line. Um, Nothing to laugh at that. I mean, no, I, was, no, I, 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 I kind of grew no. from that, though. I think the idea, I think the idea behind, uh, you know, the, the whole question in general was that I think when you go to the, the beach, it's not, Look, as much as we talk about drinking craft beer, and we're going to continue talking about drinking craft beer on this show, when you go buy a, a case of beer for a, a beach trip, it's something that you want to be kind of light but still have yeah. a good bit of taste Absolutely. to it. Yeah. You know, something that you can just have a lot of. And, when uh, you sweat your balls off, you don't want a freaking Giacomo IPA that just oh, like no, clogs your arteries. Not. No, I do so, enjoy those, especially on tap. They're very so yeah, refreshing. Yeah, definitely Corona, Dos Equis. You know, shoot, even Bud Light Lime, that kind of stuff, something light. Um, but, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I like, Patrick. Um, my beach beer is pretty much the same beer I drink primarily during the the day week or whatever. Uh, Modelo, the Modelo Oro is pretty pretty good. I have, I just started drinking those a few um a few weeks ago. Pretty solid. Uh, I can still do Ultra. Um. I'm not a seltzer guy at the at the beach, really, but uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm packing a the lipper, then it's definitely got to be a got to be a ultra. Seltzers do the trick, keep you <laughs> not too dehydrated, and they, you know, 
They work. They're, 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 they're lighter. Uh, they definitely have a place in people like, oh, you drink Celsius. And then they're, hey, they're, they're fine. Hey, like, speaking of, we tore apart uh, that Christian marker. Look, that, that's yeah, what I was going to say next. I'm, I'm normally not a seltzer drinker, but the Tapo Chico pineapple was one that really you know, resonated with me when I, when mine's, I tried Mine's prickly pear. And actually what brought me into Total Wine yesterday, I was going for that Shiner prickly pear again, which they said was seasonal and they're not getting any more. <laughs> but I still ended up spending $88 on the place. So. <laughs> that's how they get anyway, that was be my next question based upon that. Like, how many times have we walked into Total Wine and said, well, I'm going to go get one thing, and then you walk out no, and spend it over you don't get one thing in Total Wine. I went, when I went the other day, I went looking for uh, another bottle of JoJo chocolate chip because I wanted to bring it to somebody at work. And, uh, and I have one here, too, as well. Uh, and I went in there. They didn't have the JoJo. Apparently, that's uh, hasn't been released to Total Wine yet. But uh, I ended up picking the Doughball uh, Cookie Dough Whiskey. And so I, I grabbed a bottle of that. And then, of course, I'm making my way out. And I go to the beer aisle. And I end up getting the Parish, you know, the Parish um, uh, Extra Sauce. And it, it, it's it's like that over there, and you, you end up spending you know eighty yep. ninety bucks. I lost and, count, uh, but I walked out with probably at least fifteen mini bottles of different shots that I you know. That's yeah. like that's oh, that's like, the biggest that my favorite cool. part. You walk in and all the mini bottle they racks. Have, and, yeah, they do. They have yeah, all the mini. It's bottles. like I'll take that. I'll try that. I'll try that. And little samples of everything. Yep, definitely. Yeah, but um, you know, I wanted to talk about. Uh, Briefly, uh, something that um, happened in the news today. Some rather um, unfortunate news. Very unfortunate. Uh, I think we all here have some memorable um, memories of, of this person. It's uh, Paul Rubens. He passed away uh, with this long battle of cancer. And uh, you know, most of y'all, I'm sure, know who Paul Rubens is. That he was he was our childhood character, uh, Pee Wee Herman. And I mean, who, who doesn't remember Pee Wee's Big Adventure? I mean, that's oh, the biggest man. thing that sticks out in my mind about Paul Rubens is the movie Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He gets on the bar and he does the, uh, the tequila. Oh, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I remember Francis having the uh, the swimming pool size bathtub, playing with the boats. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that scene and like the large Marge uh, in the yeah. truck. That's 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 honestly all I remember from Pee Wee Herman too too much. Um, kind of kind of. Sh- Sad, but I mean, we had most of the like the toys and the stuffed animals. I have, I think, I still have the the peewee bolstering doll. Which I tried to sell it on eBay, nobody wanted it. But uh, you know, well, maybe well, maybe well, now's the time to reach out. You know, y'all have yeah. action figures, collectibles of like probably every genre of life. If you had to guess, how many action figures do you think you have? Well, we count uh, the, the action figures separate from the bobbleheads because if we count all that all together, together, all your collectibles together, you think. Hmm. Have, let's see. I have clues to. Uh, I think you like stumped the man, guys. <laughs> How many well, thousand? Have you talked about Funko Pops? I mean, I, I, Funko I, Pops yeah, probably, man. probably close to a hundred Funkos. You know, between seventy and a hundred, something mm-hmm. like that. Bobbleheads probably got around fifty or so of those. Um, then you're talking about regular action figures from the mm-hmm. past. I mean, I'd be willing to say I'm probably if you go in my man cave, there's probably about four hundred or so action figures in there. Or, Action figures, Funko Pops, bobbleheads, um, memorabilia. Yeah. memorabilia. I never, I never got into like to collecting stuff really outside of like I guess toys and maybe it's like some Hot Wheels, obviously. But like I think now looking at like minor league baseball T-shirts, 
I think that's where I'm, I think that's where I want to start because right. like we had when we had the uh, the baby cakes like everybody hated the name well, but, but the, the logo was awesome yeah. uh, and now like I mean everybody's in love with the Savannah bananas and they have pretty good merch but like dude some of the some of the designs and t-shirts I've seen recently I'm a, I want to spend a lot of money and right. just collect minor league baseball t-shirts because the names are great the alternate names are great like the Missouri uh, the River Motor Boaters <laughs> is fantastic. Look up that logo. It's it's a special one night event I think they're doing. It's literally a character head. He's on like a boat. This is like the Motor Boaters. I'm like, <laughs> well, what do you need? You know, a lot, a lot of a lot of the minor league baseball teams well, outside of Savannah Bananas because they're they're kind of yeah, they're not really, they're also not really a minor league in the sense of like competitive AAA players moving up and no, down yeah, to pros and whatnot. That's they're like college. Doing. That's just more like kind of like fun, right? It's, it's, more, it's like college. It's a, it's a league. It's a that's league. It's, a, it's like, a league. I saw I saw the thing on Netflix. I think on yeah, it was it Netflix. ESPN. ESPN. The Savannah Banana Land. Yeah, but yeah. I saw Which, that. It's like four teams, I think. Yeah. The guy owns it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 probably like their version of the Harlem Globetrotters because right. they always play like Correct. the party animals. Exactly. Is a team they always play. Yeah, that's but then when they go on tour, they'll play some other random. It's like a. Yeah, off-season, almost collegiate-level baseball right. league over that. They got the guy with the stilts. And <laughs> the, umpire, the umpire is the best. The umpire, yeah. yeah. Dance, the dancing umpire is yeah, the best. It's all kind of crazy I, I would I mean, definitely go watch a game, but you can't get tickets. It's sold out everywhere. Yeah, Grayson really wants to go, but, I mean, I got to see what I can take her. I mean, they, they tour. They don't, yeah. they don't play at one stadium, right? Yeah. So Todd and I travel the country and go see different professional stadiums with our sons. Todd actually wants to bring his daughter to a Savannah Banana team. Oh, I'm in for that. Yeah. Take a, I'm going to give a... The, the wagons go uh, on a road trip? Oh, we're like we're already talking about invading, invading Mike's uh, summer, uh, September trip to the beach. <laughs> Live podcast on the balcony overlooking the waves. That's a plan. Yeah. That sounds great. But I want to give a shout out to uh, to Pierce Howard, who uh, UNO alum, you know, the absolute animal at UNO. He played for the Savannah Bananas last year. Oh, really? Yeah. What? I really do need to follow up on our UNO alums. Our UNO kids more. A lot, a lot of them, you know, outside of like Thomas Diamond and Johnny Giovatella, a lot of them might get to get their starts in minors, but you never really see them get to the pros. Eric Orsi is uh, playing for the Syracuse Mets right now. He's in AAA. He's pretty close. He's close. two-time cancer survivor. So right now we're going to do the uh, top uh, top five. You want to do top five? I think, I think we should do a shot first. Let's do a shot. I just okay, finished and my then, first beer. And then beer, we'll do so. the top five. That sounds like a great idea. Okay. Oh. Oh. We've been overruled. Oh. We've been overruled. Let's, let's do the, the top five. Then we'll do the shot after. Okay. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's do what is your top five favorite athlete? No, it's five. It's five, it's five we agreed on the football players all the time. Those football players. Yeah, so oh, five, top five players. favorite football, football players, players all the time. All right, let's do Train, Training camps are okay. getting ramped up. It's almost, right. I think we're, what, four weeks away yeah, from, uh, from college football, five from the NFL. You know when, when is the Hall of Fame game? Is that That's coming up in like a week or two? Huh? Is it next yeah, week? Yeah, it's like August 13th or something. Yeah. That's the Jets and the, yeah. who are the Jets, Jets and Titans. Yeah. Football team. Football Aaron, Aaron Rodgers against Derrick Henry. So Aaron this Rogers list here is going to be all time, right? Probably. Yeah, just your top five 
favorite the NFL players, players of all time. I all have right. not. I have nothing in my head. I'm going to say whatever comes to my mind when it gets to this. <laughs> y'all need. Y'all need a. a, a and before I got, I got mine. You want to? So before we even begin, let me just say that this is our favorite players. It's mm-hmm. not our best players. Oh, so. sure. By, by the way, it was. <laughs> I, I these two guys have to was, say that. You got some douchebag <laughs> in a comment. Well, they're not the best players ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm my favorite. We've, we've had that happen before. Through you remember those old those old top five Facebook posts that used to come out, and then you would have your. This your top five favorite players, and then oh, you got to be kidding me! That's your favorite players. Well, yeah, they're my favorite players. Right. It doesn't mean they're the uh, perennial Pro Bowlers or All Star Game makers. They're my favorite players. Why is your favorite players? Not Tom Brady and Emmitt Let's start us off, Travis. What's your who? Who is your who are your five favorites? All right, so number five, I'm going to go with a uh, linebacker that a lot of people may have forgotten his name, but if you, he played kind of in the heyday of Ray Lewis. But he never quite was Ray Lewis. I go with Takeo Spikes. Followed him at Auburn. Re- really latched on to him when he was a Cincinnati Bengal. A very underrated player. He was a character too. And guy still keeps in phenomenal shape. Like he's a, he's, a, he's a commentator on one of the college football networks, and the guy is huge. I mean, traps up to his ears, um, <laughs> biceps fill his coat. Takeo Spikes will be number five. Number four, I'm going to go with the late Will Smith. Of our very own New Orleans Saints, followed Will when he was at Ohio State, ecstatic when the Saints drafted him. Have his jersey. I had a couple of his jerseys through the Saints. Um, unfortunately, died young due to a road rage incident. Um, number three, I'm going to go with the uh, another local guy, but never really, never played for the Saints. But we're going to go with uh, Carver High School's own Marshall Falk. I uh, had both of his jerseys from the, the Colts to the Rams. Uh, just a very, you know, two, two-dimensional back where a great pass catcher. Always was an all-around yards guy. Got to meet him in person a few years ago at the uh, All-State Sugar Bowl luncheon. Fantastic guy. Uh, he would be number three. Number two, this is kind of a hard one for me because I, I, I consider this these guys like 1A and 1B. So... I guess I'll go with the next one is uh, Philip Rivers, San Diego's longtime course. San Diego Chargers to Los Angeles Chargers, um, one year with the Colts. Travis the Spire. Indianapolis Colts, great, Philip Rivers. Is Travis inspired <laughs> to be like him and have 10 kids? You know? <laughs> BD Phil. That man, that man's oh. made entire starting 11, uh, 11 football team, yeah. including him. Kid number 10's on the way, right? Nope. So he's got a whole starting offense. I'm yeah. two and done. I don't aspire to be like him in that light, but. <laughs> I love the intensity he played with. He, he just, you know, even at 40, you know, close to 40 years old, went out there with the intensity of a kid. I loved watching him play. Um, and in number one, I'm going to go again as, as, as a kid, this kind of, uh, you know, the whole reason with the Takeo Spikes thing, outside of the New Orleans Saints, I used to, and I still do follow the Bengals now with Burrow and Chase, but um, Boomer Esiason would probably be my top favorite player ever. Uh, my dog, who's, who's about 16 years old, is named after Boomer. Um, favorite player of all time, Boomer Esiason. and still got his jersey. Best to Jets too. quarterback ever. Big, big Boomer. Fuck Joe Namath. Boomtown. Which, by the way, since we're on Boomer, they're uh, putting him up in the ring of honor this year in Cincinnati. Which Ooh, I think yeah. Well. Right. I think that's well-deserved. The guy about. doesn't get enough credit. He's so. not there already. Jesus. Boomer Esiason. Yeah. I, I thought it was the same thing. So why is that man not in the ring of honor? Todd, who you got? Yeah. All right, number five. I'm going to go with uh, one of the most underrated wide receivers of all time. I mean – if you look at the, the history of the NFL, I mean, 
everybody says that the wide receiver, like a slot wide receiver, is a, they refer to him as a Wes Walker type. Wes Walker would be number five for me. He's a very, very clutch, underrated wide receiver. He had about 15 concussions in his career. Should be a Hall of Famer. But maybe not, I don't know. Um, number five was probably, I mean, number four was probably my favorite player as a kid. He, again, much like Travis's school, has, has passed away. I'm going to go Junior Seau as my fourth overall, first football jersey I've ever owned. By the way, but since we're going to cut Todd off here, Todd and I went to Sports Authority back in the day to get these jerseys. It was, he got Junior Seau. I got Marshall Falk from the Indianapolis Colts. And my mom got a stolen vehicle. Crazy story. It was when we went in. It was a quick quick transition. We went in to go buy these jerseys and grabbed them off the rack, came back out the store. And my mom's car is rolling out the parking lot. Someone smashing that that throw y'all over. I bet mom. I bet mom locks her car now. I didn't notice. So, I didn't notice. Story. Gone. So you know you get that gone, like gone in sixty seconds movie. Uh, and, and that's about, about how quick it took to steal the star. So. Did she have the keys on there? She just had it unlocked. And they must have screwdriver, hot wire. Yeah, your mom's car with somebody's Eleanor. We walk. We walk. We walk outside. And we see the damn thing like just backing out. I think my mom even like. Was in shock and like laughed a little. Oh, my car's rolling. Where's my car? Where's my car? Dude, where's my car? Did just... I forget to? Did I forget to? You know, where's your car, dude? To, 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 where was the parking? sports authority located? This was uh right on that Kenner Metairie line. You know, oh, right by that Piccadilly. Uh, the old laser tag one. And that's oh, what man. actually Piccadilly oh, actually took so long for them to come because they actually called the Jefferson Parish cops first. And then they, the Jefferson Parish said, there's nothing we can really do. That's Kenner Cops' jurisdiction. Oh, so, I mean, it's sort of, by the time they actually got it all figured out, the car was long gone. My mom never got the so car So, whoever stole the car obviously did the research. That, you know. <laughs> the whole time you were talking, I was picturing that corner store in the mall by Walden Books. What the hell was that called? Sports Authority? Champs, huh? No. Sports Avenue. Sports, Sports Avenue. Avenue. That's what I was thinking. I'm picturing that the whole time you're telling that story. Oh, and, you know, you got walked out the mall or something. No, Sports Avenue. Oh, you yeah. have to walk out that store and smell Gloria Jean coffee or something. Yeah. <laughs> Gloria Jean. Number three, uh, my third choice is going to be another very, very underrated quarterback who had his job very, very rudely <laughs> taken from him by Tom Brady, and it is Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> I love me some Drew Bledsoe. If y'all ever watched uh, – was a Tom Brady documentary on ESPN called uh, The Man in the Arena? Or Man in the Arena, yeah. That's yeah. Arena. That first episode with Drew Bledsoe was just, it had me in tears, man. He went, on the, he went on the ski lift with his family the day after they won the Super Bowl when he was crying because he wasn't the star quarterback. And the crazy, so, so forth. crazy thing about that, too, is Drew had himself a really good AFC championship game. And then when the Super Bowl came around, they went right back to Tom Brady, who was, who was hurt for the AFC championship game. Yeah, that was a little messed up. I, I actually like Drew Bledsoe myself as well. Have you. Have you ever had uh, his wine? I did not because it's like eighty bucks a bottle. Okay. I mean, if you want to, does does this total supply? I don't think so. Right. I'm sure someone does. All right, number two, my second is uh, Chad Pennington. Um, you know, Chad Pennington, one of the most accurate QBs in NFL history. For his career cut way too short from three labrum tears. Um, one comeback player of the year for the Dolphins. Um, but you know, just very very seems like a very very humble, nice country boy. Um, Again, very, very, very big fan of Chad Pennington. I actually had his jersey. Actually had his jersey uh, before he even became a starter when he was behind Penny Testimony when he was first drafted at Marshall. 
And that was a very, very exciting college scene to watch, by the way. The Marshall Thunder and Curry when they hit Chad Pennington and Randy Moss. And number one, probably one of the most underrated Saints players in history. Uh, Got to go to Saints number one. And that is a very, very humble guy as well. We met him in person at the Walmart on Chopper Tours. And it is Deuce McAllister. Deuce McAllister. What, yeah. a, what a great guy. Huh? Career what cut a, too short, two knee injuries. What a great guy. Nothing like, nothing Super like, athlete there. Nothing like handing the ball off to Deuce and watching him drag about three guys. Oh, and just was, tear away. Didn't even look like he was on his back. You know? I'd be curious to look at that stat on how many times Deuce McAllister touched the ball and actually lost yards. Yeah. He gave it to him and he, he, gained, he gained yards almost every time. Again, very, very great guy. Underrated. You know. His name should be in the same ring of honor. I don't know why it isn't yet, but that's my number one overall favorite. Solid, solid list. Uh, I, I, not gonna lie. I expected. I thought it was gonna be a little more homerism out of you two. Um, you did well. I, I expected a little bit more. I'm like, I, most people be like, oh, Drew Brees is my number one, yeah. but that that's more like, more just local Saints only fans. Not really people who follow right. the NFL but, like yeah, heavy. Obviously. We all have respect for Drew. Yeah. New, New Orleans would not have a Super Bowl without Drew Brees. Um, but again, I, I've never, I've never latched on to the mainstream. You know, guys like that. And I've always, I think, followed sports a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And look, as much as I, I, I liked Eric Martin as a kid, Drew was my first actual real favorite Saints player. That makes sense. What else? I say he, um, Deuce is my was my first. I think he had a. An affiliation with like a bourbon maybe for a while too. I know he's done a couple like bottle signings, but I thought he was involved with somebody's. Is that Deuce? Yeah, can't remember for sure, but he did something. He's, he's on a bunch of promos. When, there. He, when, he's, when he goes to the, the Walmarts and signs autographs, I think they usually put him in the alcohol section. So it mm-hmm. might, might be something like that. Yeah. You don't see many. We don't have a lot of players that have done like what signings for like. Let's like let's guess like in like whiskey or wine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or do, do a lot of guest appearances. At least not lately. I haven't seen like I remember Colson did one a while back. Breeze did one here or there, uh, or something like that. But uh, definitely should have more of that. But um, yeah, that's a solid pick though. Deuce, who get the jerseys there? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a solid little list. I I approve of that. Um, Sean, what about you? What's your, uh, what's your top five? Because I, was gonna say, I think I mean, mine's, mine's going to be funny. But good. I don't know. Not necessarily in any particular order. I mean, Junior Seau was one of them because I, I think the first jersey I ever owned in my life was Junior Seau in like the early 90s, 94 when they went to the Super Bowl. And I was all excited for them to, to, you know, I really didn't know much about football at the time being like 10 years old and, you know, all excited with my Junior Seau jersey. And then what? They lose by like four touchdowns to the 49ers and. What's his face? Uh, Steve Young threw like six touchdowns in that game. You know, Bobby Ross was head coach, man. <laughs> Stan Humphrey, Stan the man, Humphreys. Yeah, Cinderella Kings there, you know. But I, uh, I was definitely pulling for the Chargers. Who's now the running back at the time? Natron Means. Natron Means, huh? yes, sir. They probably had the enemy too at the time, huh? Is it, I don't know. It was Marion, yeah, because I was about to say it was either yeah. uh, Natron Means or Marion Butts. Marion Butts, yeah, yeah, because that's because of that. Well, Chargers were the first team that I followed and. Played with on the Tecmo Bowl games and stuff. And, oh, yeah, Marion Butts would finish the season with 35 touchdowns. And, you know, but she probably didn't even score a total in his career. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, Chargers, Colts, Saints, of course, were all teams I follow that have the most jerseys of. 
And so, well, Chargers, I have to say, eh, toss up between LaDainian Tomlinson or Antonio Gates. I'd say Antonio Gates probably wins out because I'm a big dude and more of the tight end type, but I like them both. And uh, so would, be, would that be four and three, or would that just be number four? No, that's that's like together. That's a team. I mean, Colts from that era of like you know Freeney and Mathis and Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, and of course Peyton Manning and all them. Dallas Clark. That's probably my an underground player that I have both the blue and the white jersey of. <laughs> but uh, I'd have to go as an all-time Colt favorite would be Jeff Saturday. Oh wow! Okay. Since I was a center myself on the O line. And, you know, he's was head of the Players Association, I think he was. And then, you know, he was an interim coach for the Colts last year. He's a stand-up guy. Everybody loves him. And, you know, he's a, always been a, you know, level-headed, easygoing dude and a good role model, you know, for an obscure position, I should say. You know, he's not a running back or a quarterback. But, you know. And then – You were an O-lineman in high school, so, I mean, that right, makes right. sense that you're picking O-lineman. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, that's a last one to him being a center, too, because I played center. He's even got a tattoo on one of his biceps that says O-line. <laughs> Didn't know that. It's on it's on that uh, magazine cover of him and Peyton Manning. He's got Boy, Saturday's one of these guys who's kind of, uh, you know, we talk about the, the we talk about how bad, like, uh, Maurice Jones-Drews. Probably another honorable mention for Tide over here. Yeah. He was close. He was but, the, I was debating on whether he was going to be my fifth. Pocket Hercules. Pocket Herc! But, uh, you know, he has completely let himself go since he retired. <laughs> you know, Saturday, right. being an offensive lineman, you know, along with Joe Thomas of the Browns, those guys, you, just, you know, cut cut a lot of weight. Oh, yeah. guys in good shape. Like Jack now. Yeah, Jeff Saturday. When I first saw him drop all that weight, I was like, "Is that the same dude?" I couldn't believe that. You know, after he retired, it's like he's skinnier than me. Shit. <laughs> Speaking of, have you seen Mike Gold Senior? No, dude, he is slim. Really, he's got salt pepper going. He is. He's probably <laughs> dropped like sixty or seventy pounds. He played um, the, the program that all like the football players and basketball players do. That like stuff. Steph Curry won, I think, two weeks ago or whatever. Dude, he is slim. I mean, mm-hmm. for, for the record, Mike and Mike in the morning was like kind of, you know, one of my inspirations for wanting to do this. He's know? about the size of Greenberg right now. Yeah. Like, he's a little bit bigger than Mike Greenberg. So how much weight he lost. Wow. Wild. How many more slots do I have? Three more? Well, you, said, you said Sal, but then you gave the <laughs> shout-out to Gates and Tomlinson. Then you, then you <laughs> said Saturday. Peyton Manning, Saturday, Dallas Clark. So, yeah. Well. I'll throw in three more just to, you know. <laughs> it's your, well, it's your list. Just to want. keep it. Well, no, I won't talk too much about this dude, but, you know, Tulane, Louisiana's own Matt Forte. Right. Oh, this was Sean King. Always, always <laughs> a humble dude. Draft Sean King. We drafted him over, what, LaShawn McCoy that year, and he still did okay for us, even though it was like every game, like, we regret this decision. So very, very underrated <laughs> right there. But, uh, yeah, Matt Forte, and then uh, who else was I going to say? Of course, uh, Kurt Warner. Yeah, yeah, Because he's always, you know, same thing in the '90s. You know, I didn't know that much about football. Dude, to latch on to, you know, like his story. I can honestly say the American Underdog movie was pretty good. I, I you know, I've actually still never watched that and still want to. I'd say I kind of got off the list for a little bit. I can say his. They focused definitely more on his story and how he met his wife and the kid and the, her son with special needs that he took in as his own, and it's very. You know, it'll make you tear up more than it's, it's way more about that than about it's the football. Exactly. I mean, they touch on it. They his Iowa barnstormers days, and the guy, the the coach, literally said, "If you score a touchdown, I'll pay you." And he gave handed him cash on the sideline for every touchdown. He threw. 
He was like, oh, I like this gig. You know, <laughs> he, like, he learned how to throw touchdowns pretty quick after that. You know? Look, Rams fan or not, I mean, no, they were in the Saints division for a long time. It was hard for, you know, hard for me, you know, Marshall Falk being on that team, to not pull for that team. And uh, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, yep. Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt. Greatest Holt. show on turf. Torrey Holt. Show. Yeah, Torrey Holt. I was Isaac a fan Bruce. of him, too. Very, very. Stack team. Under and you know who else they had on there who was underappreciated? Underappreciated as a Ram and a Saint was Charlie Clemens. <laughs> Everyone out there, who? Yeah. Charlie Clemens was the other 56 on the Saints. You go from the grade of Pat Swilling, well, now we, He's Charlie like Clemens did that Williams numbers and go too. Was he tied for leading sacks? A lot of Saints fans there? forgot about Charlie Clemens. Once again, I will have to pull out Google and I'm not fact a statist, check that. He had third <laughs> statistician. I, like believe it was thir- I believe it was 13 and a half sacks he got yeah, one year. Yeah, I, think you know? he, I think he was tied for the lead. Mm-hmm. Well, don't forget go. about Charlie Clemens, Saints fans. So, very uh, underrated Saints fans. There you go. To cap off my list of, what, seven and a half players or whatever I just said. To a Ram and a Colt that I have a jersey of that I haven't worn yet, y'all probably even know I own it. Of both teams is Eric Dickerson. Oh, oh all, I thought you were going to go great. Marshall Falk as well. No. Uh, all of Famer. I, I got the Rams jersey first, then I got the Colts jersey. I'm like, I'm a Colts fan. I got to get the Colts jersey too, so I have them both in the closet. There you go. Yep. I think you did wear one to one of the drafts. Did I? I, I forget. I have to look. By the way, since uh, you know all those who are who are new to the show listening, I don't know if we mentioned this at all in our first podcast. But uh, our, our fantasy football draft is coming up. And I think what makes our league a little bit more unique from other leagues, and maybe some other people do it, but we, uh, you know, we're all New Orleans Saints fans here. But uh, we, we, we've we set a, a rule in our league where you show up to the live draft and you wear a jersey from a player from any other team. And it can be one of the guys we mentioned in our top five. It can be just a regular guy that, hey, I like this guy right now. And we pick up his jersey, um, you know, $20 wholesale, you know, something like that. Um, but we all show up wearing a different player's jersey from a different team other than the Saints, and it's always fun to see who's gonna who's gonna walk in the door wearing what. And I think that that's a something that sets up sets aside our fantasy league from others. It definitely adds to the fun, I would say. I'll get to that. I'll address that in a minute. It still to, pushes me to buying jerseys. Five. There's certain jerseys I buy if like walk and wear it to the draft at least, and then we'll you know figure out the rest. Yeah. So uh, my top five, and this is in no order whatsoever um it's probably gonna be a little quarterback heavy maybe um maybe not i don't know i'm still trying to think of these names did you aspire to be a quarterback is that why you have more quarterbacks in your top five or just you like just like no just like um red far very polarizing these days i think yeah he is he is but uh he he was off the hook for that one but you know, <laughs> looking back at his photos, back. Looking back at his his time playing in the league, I mean, he was just phenomenal. He really was. He deserves all that. I mean, he, I, I, I still don't. I, mean, I don't know if there's any quarterback. And maybe y'all can correct me on this. That threw as hard as Brett Favre. Like Brett Favre looked like he was out there trying to break oh, his receiver's man. hands. Yeah, and, and in a total unorthodox. Unorthodox kind of throwing style too. Gunslinger. I would say. Yeah. I will say him and Steve McNair were probably the two toughest son of a bitches that ever played. He he could take a hit too. Yeah, absolutely. Three Um, three time MVP, three seasons in a row. Yeah. Playing, playing on the like they have this dad fest. That was that was pretty pretty wild. Four touchdowns on Monday Night Football the day his dad passed. Yeah, that was wild. Um, Randy Moss. 
That's why we see Randy Moss is just phenomenal. Guy. What, what ball can't Randy Moss? Marshall Thunder and Bird. Randy well, yeah, we just, Chad Pennington's target. Yeah, Randy Todd, Moss. Todd gave Todd gave Randy Moss a shout out when he mentioned his uh, Chad Pennington pick at number two. When he yeah. said the Marshall, I have a I have a Marshall Thunder and Bird pennant still hanging in my office at work because of Chad Pennington. I don't know if it was a was it a Thanksgiving game or a game, maybe the game against Dallas. He had like three catches, 166 yards, and three touchdowns. Yes, that was his rookie season. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving, oh, his rookie right, season. Yeah. Three catches, 160 something yards, and three touchdowns. All three catches were long touchdowns. That and that was when he looked at the camera and he's like, you can't stop me or whatever. And that mm-hmm. picture of him pointing with his stats underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. That was iconic. Randy Moss, I like that show. Randy Moss, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, 23 uh, touchdowns. Cut you off still a record. It was, we're, I know we're, we're not terribly old. We're all approaching 40 or at 40. But um, was there – was was did Pennington and Moss kind of put Marshall on the map? Or was there anybody really before them that I, came I, out I, of I think they probably did. Yeah. I'd never heard of Marshall before they right. showed up. So. I was about to say, what's Marshall? I'm totally kidding. <laughs> we are Marshall. <laughs> we are Marshall, exactly. Matt McConaughey put him on, put him on the map? He does that for, for Austin, Texas. But all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right. So, um, number three. Number two. Number three. I got Brett Favre, Randy Moss. Oh, there's only two. Okay. Uh, Dan the Man Marino. Oh, yes. I thought you yeah. did. Is that number one, Mike? What? No, this is in no particular right. order. Right. That's kind of like no how particular I was about I, can't, yeah. I cannot put a number. But no, he would be my number one. I mean, he would be. Um, just, you know, as a kid. As a just, uh, you know. Mike Flash wants the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Dolphins fan. You know, did it have anything to do I with have, you being Cuban? Maybe, maybe. Hey, just, no, hey. but no, I have a lot of. My child last saw to the Dolphins play a Tecmo Bowl on NES with me. She just liked Dolphins. I got, oh, I got a lot of fan, um, a lot of family in Miami, and you know they're they were big Dolphins fans. And growing I, I, up, you kind of just kind of. You know. I still, I still have to say that '90s Dolphins uniform probably still one of my some favorites. Of some maybe, of the best, you know, then Absolutely. the uh, the kind oh, of like that, that aqua color with the orange, and then just the logo yeah, on the, the helmet. starter jackets. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Well, we can activate it. I'll tell you yeah. what, after Patrick says it's top five, we're going to talk starter jackets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had a few starter jackets. I wanted to collect more. I, if I had, if they weren't so expensive now, I'd probably collect a few more. But, man, it's $200 for a novelty thing from your childhood. But they were so Every cool. kid in New Orleans in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Hornets, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. 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 Back on the logo real quick of the Dolphins, when, when uh, you know, my son was born and first started developing an interest in sports, he's 11 now, he actually became a Jarvis Landry fan when he was on the Dolphins. And he New wanted Orleans own Jarvis Landry. New Orleans own. Old Perry Walker High School. Old Perry. And he wanted, his, uh, he wanted a Miami Dolphins hat. And I was actually able to find one with the old 90s logo on it, not the, not the more modern one, which that 90s logo was just you know, one of the best in my opinion. Like the one where the dolphin was in the middle of the sun, yeah. kind of, because I know they enhanced it and he was they bigger. Made, they and made like the throughout the like years, they made the dolphin and now the dolphin's like busting through the like sun. Ace Ventura style, yeah, Ace Ventura style, you know, Ray Finkel style. Um, pretty Finkel dolphin. <laughs> the next one is like a twofer, you know, um, with the Patriots, uh, Wes Welker when when oh, he yeah. played. Wes yeah. Welker and then Julian Edelman. That's, like, man, that's that was, two two Wes Welkers in the top fives of five uh, guys sitting on the table. That's he, impressive. You know, he was impressive playing. Yeah, he, was. He, he was. He was fun to watch. He was amazing. It, I can't believe he gave like, short white guys like us, you know, he, he reason was, to think we can play slot receiver. You, you, you'd lose him on the screen. You'd be watching, you know, the the game, and like all of a sudden you lose him. And you're like, where did he go? And then all of a sudden he catches the ball. It was like, 
I would say if Julian Edelman goes into the Hall of Fame, just at all, or before Wes Welker, it's a tragedy. Julian Edelman, I think, became where he where he is now because, because Wes Welker. You're absolutely right. Ended his career. Exactly. He paved the way for that he style. He paved receiver. the way for that style, exactly. I, I what style of receiver would that be? Balls of the Short, wall, fast, right? white guys. What okay. are you talking about? This one really fast. Yeah. Towel boys like Bill Belichick. Towel boys. Yeah, the short towel boys like Bill Belichick. Absolutely. That should be a that should be a fancy football team. Just towel boys. You draft only short white receivers. Towel boy and wide receiver. Give me a good slot guy. Was he one of the handsome ones that, who was it, Melissa drafted handsome players that year? Yeah. Every single player had to be handsome. Yeah. So my last pick is going to be very unpopular here at this table, uh, probably in the whole city in the world. Oh, no. um, please don't say who I think this is going to be. It's uh, Tom. Oh no, Tom Brady. Boy, so so Drew, at least so Drew, Michael so, Vick so Drew Brees didn't make your top five, but Tom Brady no, did. No. Uh, at my hi- my household, hey, my wife, my wife is a, a Drew Brees fan, and I'm a Tom Brady fan. Oh. Um, Ugh. Like I said, it's very unpopular. Very unpopular at this it. table. I think. But yes, uh, you're right. In New Orleans in general. I think. Hey, he, I Brady think needs he, Walmart. Look, I, 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 I go. I'm willing to say he is the goat. He will be the goat forever. And there's, there's no denying what the guy did. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's the unreal, best to ever play. He really is. He's unreal. He's unreal. However, I think just his personality throws a lot of people but off. You know, you know, he, he, we're going by his. His athleticism, his accolades, his you know his, his games, his his playing, his his championships. I mean, I'm not looking at the man. I mean, he's a cheater and and like all the stuff that my wife talks about. You know, I, I'm not looking about. I, I'm not looking at that. I'm Spy looking game. about. I'm looking at you know just Play him game. playing the sport. I mean, right now, yeah, look, right him now, playing you know. the sport. He is the best. There's no doubt. There's no, no doubt. He's the, he's the yeah. best. I mean, without Giselle in his bedroom, you know, he's the best. I, I admit it in the last, now. what, two years, three years, once he finally won that Tampa Super Bowl, I'm like, all right, he's got to be the GOAT. He's I don't like GOAT. it, but he's the GOAT. And, he, and, and Rutschman's at the plate. not only is he the GOAT, he is in the GOAT in um, this era where it's quarterback heavy. Yeah. Like, you know, because, like, you, you talk about, you know, when we were kids and before that, you know, when when, put, when NFL got started, you know, it was all a running game, you know. Yeah. He is the GOAT in a time where it's hard to be the GOAT. Yeah. Look, at Mike, look at Mike going, digging at the past and saying it used to be a running man's game. It, it is. It, it used to be. Well, to give homage to your boy Dan Marino throwing for 5,000 yards in 1984 when that was unheard of. Exactly. Exactly. Well, was, who was the first person to throw over five thousand yards? Absolutely. After that, it was like what this era, like Drew Brees, exactly. or one of them. Exactly. Dan, Dan Marino might be you know, the best player to, to, to still never win a Super Bowl. Uh, oh, and then, of course, my bias kicks in. And League MVP, five thousand yards passing, 100%. and loses the Super Bowl. One hundred percent. He was it, he was in a different different class, different era, and. I mean, he was he was, he was phenomenal. You know, anyway, I, I, read, I'd actually read an art, I'd actually read an article, shared it with a few of y'all uh, the other day. You know, last year in the uh, NFC Championship game when Brock Purdy got hurt, mm-hmm. they said had the 49ers actually held on to win that game, they were going to sign Philip Rivers to start the Super Bowl. Huh. That's crazy. Interesting. To, to, to be fair to Mike, though, his pick, like Tom Brady on the Bucks, like, had a personality like he, that he didn't have in New England that he, that he couldn't have because of how they operate. Like, granted, like his social media and Instagram is all like you know run by someone, 
But Tom Brady is actually kind of cool. My favorite like, thing, outside of like New England. My Tampa favorite Tom thing is, about Tampa Tom, a cool person. about Tom going to Tampa is he changed those ugly ass uniforms that they had when they had Jameis and everything. It's like they reinvented the team. The uniforms yeah, changed. Yeah, everything changed. Yeah, it's like it was a completely different team when Tom Brady came to town. It's, it's not top five worthy, but I'm telling you right now, um, one of the best NFL uniforms ever. Is the Bucks cream sickle, and I will fight oh, you. I, 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 I will fight I you. Like, you say otherwise. I, Those I, I, were amazing. I, I, don't, I don't know if you have any people that disagree with you at this table. No. Sean didn't I mean, say anything, but I think also, <laughs> I mean, as much as I hate the Patriots, I think they're they're old school red jerseys with oh, white yeah. and white. Yeah, that was awesome. Irving Fryer was one of my favorite players back in the day when they when they were wearing the red jerseys with the white helmet, just because they were so cool. All right, so two more two more shout outs to uniforms here, real quick. Uh, that old school '90s Seattle Seahawks, which I think they're actually coming back. Bringing back. Bringing they, they look phenomenal. Great. They look and fresh. Then, again, the reason why I was a Cincinnati Bengals fan as a as a kid, along with the Saints, I love those Tiger Strike helmets. You know, that, for some reason, the white ones were cool. The white ones didn't quite do it for me like the orange and black. All right, so Pat, who you got in your top five? All right, so like I said, my top five is going to be a little uh, a little controversial, but bear with me. Just just clear some space. I'm going to probably go rapid fire with my five because uh, it's a big, great shout out. But I'm going I'm to just give, Eric, a, I'm gonna give a brief, Riley brief yeah. statement about my top five. No order except for like the top, probably okay, one or two. Back. Number five, Ronaldinho. Amazing soccer player. Great footballer. <laughs> hey, this is my top five favorite footballers, baby. Let me do it. Oh. Ronaldinho led Barcelona, scored goals for Jesus. club and country. Amazing, we all kind of all the flair, all the Joko Bonito, <laughs> all of it. That was all around the Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldinho. We're not at Ben McCool's here, goddammit. Amazing. Hold, hold on, right? we we could have we we told you we could have did a separate one just upon uh, this. We're doing football Americano here, Patrick. We could have did a separate yeah. one for soccer. Oh, hey, by the way, we my do, favorite, us, my favorite just soccer need... player of all time, Diego Armando Maradona. Who? Okay. <laughs> My I, I, I can't argue with that. I won't argue with that. It's a beast. We just would have needed a little extra time to research this. No. But, uh, but okay, go it's ahead. My, go ahead with your football. It's one. my favorite footballers. Let me have it. Uh, number four, Lionel Messi, the goat. Barcelona no, 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 every no, no, game. No, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. No. If you not if you goat, argue. If you argue, no, if you want to argue, is the fucking goat. I, I will sure. understand and respect that argument. I'll give you that. I yeah. will understand yeah. and respect yeah. that. We're talking but, NFL here. What the fuck Mike, are we doing? Mike, this is my top <laughs> five, Mike. This. this is my top five. Let me have right, my go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Next we, time I'm going to list my top five highlights. Okay? Number three. Wait, did I mention my top five? Number three. The reason, number three and number two are interchangeable. But they are both the reason I wear these specific number on all my sports jerseys. It's Xavi and Iniesta for Barcelona. They ran the midfield to the the Spain's golden Great age job, and Barcelona's golden age. I famously showed up to our draft party where we had to wear football jerseys, wearing an Iniesta jersey because I'm that jerk. And uh, those are my two of my favorite players because um, they just they're they're guys that dominated a game and they're small in stature. But they weren't the most physical. They weren't the fastest. They were pretty slow, actually. But they pulled all the strings like a quarterback. I like, I like that you brought up why you wear a certain number with the sports you play. That's the same reason I wear number 28. I mean, I mentioned Marshall Falk in my top. Yeah. 
So I will either wear number six or number eight on all my jerseys because of them. Um, when I started getting really big into football, uh, that was those football. That Barcelona team was a team I gravitated to in like 98, 99. And um, they were integral pieces just coming into the team. So I just fell in love with them. Uh, that And number one, Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Marshall Falk. There you go. New Orleans right, so Loved him. He used to work for the uh, for the Saints as a popcorn uh, sales boy in the Dome. But he also played on the uh, the Great Show on Turf team. I love that team because of the uniforms. I kind of fell in love with uh, with more him than the team. But Kurt Warren was on the team. Yep, yep. Plus Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Isaac Keem. Ricky Pro. Ricky Pro. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Charlie Ma- Marshall Falls. <laughs> Marshall Falls, my. Uh, my favorite football player so, of so all time. Nobody's <laughs> mentioned an Orlando Pace Hall of No. Ohio State? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so put in an so, offensive lineman. I like that. So, so interesting enough, with uh, through all of our top fives, we had a couple of mutuals here. We had Marshall Falk between Patrick and myself, and uh, you know, we had Wes Walker between Mike and Todd. So pretty pretty sad. Sad. also oh, pointed out and, the Carver Rams, they were the Rams. Right. And I, have a, I, have a, I have an issue with Carver Rams. Orange and green, like nasty-ass uniform color. And, ju- and Junior Seau between Todd and Sean. So there's actually three guys right. that came up twice on, on the to, to, to keep it back on topic, though, my, my real top five, though, uh, Marshall Falk is still number one. But number five, little home pick. Nobody mentioned him, but I love him. Dalton Hilliard. Absolutely. He's my guy. Yeah. My All guy. time leading rusher before. Yeah. I used to, I, as a kid, I used to have a badass Dalton Hilliard poster where he was running over the dome and they had lightning like, coming down. Mm-hmm. It was a freaking awesome badass poster. Should still have that. My, yeah, uh, got ripped up from balls getting thrown against it. My number four? LT. But Daniel Thompson. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure I'm there. Sure there. Dude. I mean, scored, I got a ran, blocked, caught the ball, did everything. Let me tell you my first experience with Danny and Tomlinson. It was the first year of fantasy football. And Todd and I were having internet problems at our house because we had the shitty-ass AOL dial That's going to be another whatnot. conversation for our draft day. Uh, <laughs> and we ended up – we really wanted Corey Dillon with our number one pick, running back for the Bengals at the time. And then our computer froze mm-hmm. and actually selected – Drew Bledsoe when he was on the Bills, yeah. and Danny and Tomlin, the Danny and Tomlinson back to back, and we were pretty pissed at it because we, you know, we didn't really want either of those guys, but those ended up being the two guys that carried us to the playoffs. So, so you know, again, proves that Todd Knight don't know shit about fantasy football, but at the same time, <laughs> but every, you know, all all the props to Danny and Tomlinson for that year because he carried us to the playoffs. defense, baby. You know who else carried us to the playoffs that year? Who never got enough love because he fell out? He fell out of. Uh, being pretty good pretty fast was Bill's running back, Travis Henry. Oh, Travis Henry. He had a really good year that year. And yeah. Carries and it was a rookie that year, wasn't it? I think he was. But. My number three, it's more the personality of the man, but he was a damn good player in his time. Marshawn Lynch. Yep. Yeah. Entertaining as all hell. Beast mode. Granted, he famously did the Saints dirty in the playoff <laughs> he game. He became beast mode when he ran all over the Yeah, that was, that was not great. But, <laughs> but Marshawn Lynch, uh, <laughs> It's just a character. I, I love listening to him interviews and talks. He does. He's, he's a good player, but more he's more of a personality pick for me the than the so much the player per se. Every question was yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also I'm just here. So I'm, get, I'm just I'm here just so, so I don't get, get fired. fired. And it, that's how I feel about going to work sometimes. I'm just here so I don't get fired. You know? <laughs> I just want to look. I think if we had our fantasy league commissioner here, Mark would probably have Marshall in his top five too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Who, who doesn't love Marshall? Minus that, you know, that Saints playoff game where he just torched us. Uh, number two, 
the, the personality matched the quality of the play and the player. And everyone wanted his shoe and wanted to wear a starter jacket because of him. Yeah. Primetime. Oh, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. He that brought is, it to you. As famously, he brought, he brought it to you on all four downs and then on punt return, too. I used to hate the guy as a player, but then listening to him and on NFL Network when he was on there and his insight, he knew the game so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a cocky, flashy dude, but he backed it up. Backed it up. Oh, yeah. He played so many different positions, offense, defense. People don't remember him playing offense, too. But, yeah, when listening to him on NFL Network, I love the dude. But he may be cocky and flashy, but he doesn't seem like a dick. You know what I mean? Like, some of these guys. Well, maybe maybe Coach Prime might be a little bit of a dick. But, Why? Because he but, bailed on Jackson State. Well, Colorado. not so much that. But like he, like when he, when he got to I mean, Colorado, he, the he the told, he told like the teachers, like, "Hey, a lot of y'all want to be here. I'm bringing my, I'm bringing some luggage with me, aka my own players. So some of y'all, you're gonna have to hit the door." But uh, no, like I remember, I remember having his uh, his his shoes. Uh, he, the, Jer- the Jerry Curl. I did not have a Jerry Curl. <laughs> I also love that he played two sports. That was uh, that was really cool. Oh yeah, it was his, just it was him story and, him about and how Jackson. he played a, a MLB game and with the Falcons back to back, like in twenty four hours. Yeah, you know, they have a whole like special about. Yeah, that. that's maybe a thirty for thirty. Yeah, it's a yeah. thirty for thirty. Yeah, like you know, you had to be good when you play for both the Falcons and the Cowboys, and people still love you. <laughs> um, My go to, it's hard to find on YouTube. It was like, not that it was in twenty twenty. It was when he was on NFL Network. It was like game day final or something like that. And it was when it was early in the season. It was like everybody hyping up the Browns. And it was when they got Odell and everything. And it was just like the way he was on live TV, he was just so blunt about it. And I was laughing my ass off. I think I have it recorded somewhere that he's like, whoa, so what? They got Odell and Baker's on every commercial that Shaq ain't on and shit like that. And he was saying stuff like that. They're not that damn good. Stop talking about the Browns. And like, just the way he went on on that, I was just like, I love this dude. Yeah, he was cocky, but like he was also like funny with being cocky. And it was never like malicious, like oh these these punks couldn't carry my jock strap or anything like that. He might have thought that he might have even said it in some way, but it was usually with like a, a sense of humor and some comedy to it that you didn't really get that upset by yeah. Dion. Plus. It's Deion Sanders. Like, it was one of the best corners. If memory serves, ever. he won so, Defensive Player of the Year with the Cowboys, then goes to the 49ers the next season in 94 and wins Defensive Player of the Year again. Mm-hmm. His only year on the 49ers. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Or Those, maybe it was 49ers first, then Cowboys. But it was Defensive Player of the Year back-to-back with two different teams. Yeah. And, yeah, so, like, yeah, my number one was Marshall Falk, as I said, just because hometown uh, Rams, great player also. Um, the Rams. Cut off my jerseys. The old school Rams jerseys oh, from back in the day. Even like the Deacon Jones era Rams, and they kind of <laughs> tweaked it a little bit to get yep. to the, a little more modern before they went to the uh, the Great Show on Turf uh, yep. ones. Those were yeah, the, Roy, the royal and yellow. That's they, the, that's I, the, I feel uh, like I know it's superstitious, but I think they screwed themselves going to the traditional gold yep. for the second Super Bowl when the Patriots beat them. I think I felt like they were getting a little too cocky then. Yeah, Warner yeah. won his second MVP and all that, and it was just like. They thought they were unbeatable, and then the Patriots come out of nowhere, and it's like, yep, greatest show on turf was dead. Yeah, we could probably do a whole episode on just, like, <laughs> throwback jerseys and stuff like that. That's a Dickerson jersey I have. has got a 40 patch. I think it was, like, the yeah. 40th anniversary of the team. I forget what year it says on the bottom. I mean, there will be some days when I wear uh, some of my jerseys. As you know, I mean, I know Sean's got a whole closet full, but I have a whole closet full. Travis has a whole closet full. I've kind of made it a tradition at work to wear. Uh, usually on Fridays, I'll wear a sports jersey to work. It could, be a, it could range from 
NFL to MLB to NHL. It could be any kind of jersey. Got a couple. I got a couple of soccer jerseys. Right on. The, the MLB doesn't do a, as many throwbacks as they. I think they should. Yeah. Like I would definitely do like an old like Ricky Henderson A's so throwback the, jersey. So my, my next jersey choice. I just got a just got a Guardians Andreas Jimenez. But when I'm ready to buy another one, I think I'm going old school Montreal Expos yeah. Tim Rock Reigns. That'd be a solid choice, Tim Reigns. The, um, the Expos is what they used to call. <laughs> yeah, no, the old, the old Montreal Expos be a solid jersey choice like that. Man, we could, I could spend so much money on old school jerseys; that'd be so cool. Oh, yeah, but uh, I don't know, that's a solid top. I think we all did well on that. Um, um what was it? it? Was some kind of? I think it was on NFL Network. It was a documentary thing about the um. Oh, about the about the tuck rule. It was um, Tom Brady had Charles Woodson over at his house, and it was, you know, I'm sure there was a friggin', you know, huge TV crew and everything recording this, but they made it like it was just them two just chilling on his couch, and they were, you know, it was pretty funny just watching Charles, like, basically get to, like, at some point, just be like, come on, Tom, come on. Like, you know that was a fumble. Mm-hmm. And he was like, eh, yeah, well, yeah, uh, you know, and it was just funny, the whole show would just, Charles Woodson, not my most favorite player, but I mean, it was just watching him kind of like them poke fun at each other. Tom got some shots in too, and so you can tell that they're good friends, even though they were like saying like, yeah, I don't know about that, you know, and you know, Charles Woodson acting like he made Tom Brady because of that one play, stuff like that, you know. But anyway, it's, I forget what it is. I think it was an NFL Network original. But. Hey, speaking of that, uh, how about we uh, start do our little shots that we Grown accustomed to. Well, while you pull those out, speaking of uh, Charles Wood, he's another guy that made starter jackets like cool when he had mm-hmm. his. Because, I mean, who didn't want to be like him or Dion back yeah. in the day? But yeah, go ahead and pass those, uh, right, those right, shots, pass around, shots around. We just... what, what, kind of, what kind of starter jackets did you guys have? I, I remember back yeah. when I was in fourth Todd? grade, I couldn't wait to, to open one up for Christmas, and I, I actually ended up getting a Phoenix Suns. You know that was back in the day when Barkley was on the Phoenix Suns, and I, they were they were my favorite basketball team because of Barkley. And that that Christmas, I asked my mom for a Phoenix Suns when I could not wait to open it up. So that that was my starter jacket back in the day, and I, I kind of wish I still had it now as a 39 year old man. But I, I guess we sold it. You know? I wish I had a Dan Marley Suns jersey back in the day because that's a great throwback jersey. Uh, I only had. I think I had a Raiders starter jacket, maybe, yeah. probably because of Bo. But then, I, and then I think I had the Cowboys uh, starter jacket. Which, looking back on it, I regret that because the Cowboys. But they were so Zach cool Prescott back in the day. day. That's, all, that's all you could get at the time. That or like the, the Niners or whatever. I just want to say I'll that, touch on that. that Dak Prescott is probably dangerously close to my top five. I can understand that. You've got Mississippi State ties. Rain Dakota Prescott. Rain Dakota. I had a Jacksonville Jaguars starter jacket only because I like the colors. Very yeah. underrated <laughs> color, and you do your uh, uniform. Yeah, you said a Jaguars. The Jaguars. Hmm. The Mark Jags. Brunel days. The Jimmy Smith days. Yeah. yeah. The nineteen ninety six and Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel. Hey, the, the Jags are going to be pretty damn good. Can I just I say something? With, so. with Ridley so. now back on their team so. and uh, Trevor Lawrence, old T Law. <laughs> Taking a step up. <laughs> I've got a. All right, guys, let's do the shot. Oh, well, let's take a shot. This is uh, this is for the podcast. This is for us. What kind of shot is this? This is the dough ball. Dough ball. 
Uh, it's a cookie dough flavored whiskey. Cheers, guys. Good. Cheers, Mike. Wow, it tastes Ooh. like cookie dough. So let me just talk about Mark Brunel for oh, a second. I think I've so had this before. <laughs> Since we just mentioned Mark Brunel, there's always like a little sour spot with me for Mark Brunel when he was on the Saints. Because, oh boy, y'all have, <laughs> have known me long enough to know that I was a diehard Joey Harrington supporter. He was on the Detroit Lions, followed him to the Miami Dolphins, even right. to the Atlanta Falcons. And I was ecstatic when the Saints signed him. Pop quiz, where do you play in college? Good. Oregon. All right. Why did you initially like him, though? I had a little man crush on him. I thought, <laughs> I, 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 I found him. I found him pretty handsome. boyish good looks. <laughs> but at the same point, Saints signed him. I was ecstatic. I thought he was going to be groomed to be the uh, replacement for Drew Brees eventually for when Drew Brees retired. And then Mark Brunel beat him up. They only kept two quarterbacks that year. They cut Joey Harrington, kept, kept old-ass Mark Brunel. And then they later signed Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. I'll always hold a grudge against Chase Daniel as well for the same the reason. The richest backup quarterback I am ever. so jealous Chase of Chase Daniel. investor in the All that money for so little hidden NFL. damage on his body. Oh, <laughs> what a career. No, 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 again, as much as I dislike him personality-wise and the fact that he you know, was kept over Joey Harrington, there's no two ways about it. That man has played his cards correctly. Most highest paid, probably backup quarterback in NFL history. Probably never had an injury in his career. I mean, the guy has uh, played it played it well, and he's a multimillionaire. So, Brian Mountcastle, double. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while we're talking, we say that you know Mike had the Jaguars, I had the Suns, Patrick had the Raiders and the Cowboys. And the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, I have some a How fun take on this place? because I never got to get a starter jacket. I always had the pro player brand. Oh man, pro player Hornets. Because everybody had Charlotte Hornets in the 90s. I had a hat, too. I remember I had a matching hat. But then, being growing up in New Orleans in the 90s, Dallas Cowboys, of course, because they were, you know, won three Super Bowls in the recent memory then. And now you got to pull up the VHS tape to find those Super Bowls, you know, the thing. Anyway, 25 years or something. Are they still them boys? <laughs> but uh, the, the curveball in this is, I don't remember why, it's, as a parent myself, I... Like, I think about this when I raised my own child, that for some reason, again, 90s, you got to think of the teams that were good and popular. My mom bought, probably I think it was at Payless, some discount shoes. They were 49ers tennis shoes. Tennis shoes that were like gold and red and had 49er logos on them. And she just couldn't understand why I never wore them. It's like, because they're got a football team on them. Like, she just didn't get why I didn't want to wear these to school. And I finally did in seventh grade. And I got the most fun made out of me for these fucking shoes. So like, every kid in them. school was like, hey, Louis, why are you getting, you know, you got 49ers on your feet. Like, and I was just, like, so mortified wearing these shoes. And I remember coming home and, like, you know, tearing into my mom. Was like, see, this is why. Like, coming home in tears. Like, this is why I don't wear 49 or tennis shoes to school. So it's like when my daughter, who just turned nine, says like, oh, I don't want to, you know, frozen thermos anymore. I was like, it's too girly or too kiddish. She's, I was like, I get it. I get it. I 100% get it because, you know, stuff that embarrasses them, it embarrasses them, you know. I would, I would get shit for my for holding the pair of Deion Sanders shoes that I had because they were white and blue for the Cowboys. And it's not that it was like a Cowboys fan. I just wanted the Deion's because one of my favorite players. But yeah, like, just look, 
kids kids in their shoes and their fashion today and like no one no one's here really a sneakerhead right well well not in not in the sense of like collecting like short custom like yeah. dunks and lows and things like that no i think we're all in some way well i know todd and travis are like they have a, a lot dude, of shoes man, bands that, oh, that's like I'm the newest member of the uh, of the Vans Club. I got my uh, my second pair ever, thanks to uh, Travis and a situation where somebody had a pair and it couldn't <laughs> didn't work for him. Yeah, one of my came, came to me. A pair too big and gave it to Patrick and and uh, now I'm hooked. And now I need, history. I need like eight more pairs of Vans because I just can't. <laughs> yeah, I got about them. seven myself. I'm like that with the uh, the hey dudes. Like I bought my first pair and like I cannot stop wearing them. They're like amazing shoes. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm thinking the only one that hasn't mentioned the starter jacket. I mean, I was the one who had the uh, the prototypical Charlotte Hornets jacket. It was the black with, the, of course, that cool-ass Hornet logo on it. I was a big one. I would say the Hornets, uh, that 90s-era team with uh, Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, and Muggs Bowes is probably my top five favorite teams ever. But, yeah. I mean, the jacket in and of itself with the black and teal and purple, was just, it was just it was fire, man. If we did a top five favorite NBA players, oh, Mulkey Bose is on my top five. <laughs> LJ's For reasons one. you could probably figure out if you know that That sounds, that like, that sounds like the next uh, podcast episode. Oh, maybe, maybe. Or, hey, top five throwback or just uniforms in general. Maybe yeah, uniforms. Yeah. That'd be a Ooh. good one, too. Hey, real quick, uh, any uh, anything you've been watching lately on movies, Netflix, or anything like that? Um, I haven't started yet, but I, if you remember the show Justified that came on Back in the day, they did like six seasons. Those on FX. Timothy Olyphant. We have Timothy Olyphant and Walter Goggins. Oh, he was a U.S. Marshal in Kentucky. Uh, they just like a, a mini before? series launch of that, like called um, Justified Prime Evil. He's out in Detroit now with his daughters, like of age. Like I think she's a teenager now. Uh, it's, I think they're episode four, but I'm, I'm about to start that right now. I'm so excited for that because that is probably my top two, three favorite TV shows of all time. I still rewatch episodes. Like I won't watch new stuff. I'll just keep watching old stuff, and it's usually that because it's it's well written. There's a lot of action. Someone dies pretty much every episode. If you like a little bit of gun violence, it's got some of that in it. So uh, I'm I'm about to start that probably probably tomorrow. Uh, that's that's my thing. So uh, I heard all that that you know the rumors and stuff that you hear on the news about Jamie Foxx about how uh, that whole accident thing that he had and. Um, where he passed out on stage and all that. Um, I heard that people were saying that they're, they're, he's he's a clone person. It's not really <laughs> I Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah. It's, this is it's, news uh, to me. It's in the social threads and yeah, stuff. Go, go Google Jamie Foxx. Um, but people situation. were mentioning, yeah, people were mentioning that he would be a clone Tyrone on Netflix. And okay. so I said, well, let me, let me do myself a, uh, a service here. <laughs> And watch that movie and see what's up, you know. And let me tell you, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was uh, very, very strange, strange plot. Uh, but I, I gotta say, it was entertaining. Um, it was it was about uh, it's about this uh, people that clone um, these pimps and hoes and yeah, wow. it's it's all kind of goofy that stuff. Was... But I, I recommend it. I, I do. Yeah. I recommend it. Clone pimps and, and hoes. You got uh, my attention. Yeah. Yeah, clone pimps and hoes, and uh, I I don't believe the thing about you know the Jamie Fox thing. I think he's it's the same Jamie Fox that's been around. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I digress. 
Anybody else watch anything? I'm not the go-to on that. I'm terrible with TV because what the last series I finished was uh, Dexter New Blood, <laughs> and that was like I don't know how many months ago. Not the go-to. Isn't Future Rama coming back now? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I wasn't the biggest fan like when it first came out, but I did oh, pick it up no. late. I love it's Future really good. But yeah, new Future Rama episodes. I, love I think Future are, uh, are dropping. Shit. So I, I just got finished watching The Bear on Netflix. I watched season one. You know when it came out, uh, Bear? Cocaine Bear. No, no, it's called the Bear. It's it's a it's a show on Hulu. It's uh it's about a guy who opens a basically takes over his deceased brother's restaurant. It kind of takes you through uh through the you know what it takes to run a restaurant and you know the ins and outs and, and behind the scenes stuff. Um, and it's for, for guys who wanted to to who still want to open a brewery one day. It kind of takes you in, in behind the the scenes of that. Uh, but it's got a nice little mix of, uh, of you know, uh, comedy, but mostly got to, got some love interest stuff in there as well. This is an all-around good show. It's a quick watch, too. Episodes are a little bit over, like, 30, 35 minutes. Um, it, season 1 has 8 episodes. Season 2 has 10. But very interesting watch. If y'all are looking for something to watch, it's called The Bear on Hulu. Actually, I uh, just finished watching the old uh, Muppet dinosaur show on uh disney plus <laughs> um, when did i finish that was that it was the day jessica was yelling at me about not finishing the fence um i think it was yesterday yes um way back to sunday oh that was yesterday. that was yesterday uh but anyways you know I, I watched the show as a kid you know and i was intrigued by it as a kid you know it's just very very jim henson studios just very very talented in the costumes they make and i remember loving that show as a kid because i thought it was funny and thought the dinosaurs were cool but i don't think i've ever actually watched it all the way through and, I mean, if you guys have never seen this show before, the ending of it is surprisingly dark for a fucking kid show. I mean, <laughs> it was basically they, they, I mean, about the dinosaurs going extinct. I, I completely wasn't expecting it. It was like a, a gut punch. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm not really spoiling anything for anybody, but it was basically, you know, about Earl Sinclair being responsible for the uh, dinosaurs becoming extinct. The rapture. And the TV host, basically, the way it ends, the TV host says, you know, there's nothing in the near future, but nothing but darkness and cold. Goodbye. And that's how it ends. And I was just like, I was as a 39-year-old, I was traumatized. I can't imagine how I would have felt that I actually knew what the hell was going on as a kid. But anyways, I wrapped that show up yesterday. Just yelled at me for not finishing the fence. Yes, it was uh, traumatizing in both ends. Speaking of wrapping it up, I think we're going to finish this episode off with one more shot. Travis, what are, what are we shooting this time? What we got we here? got some high west bourbon. So I and I've recently started trying bourbons over the last couple of years, and I've had some high end bourbons. I've had some low end bourbons. The high west is probably what about a thirty dollar bottle. It's but it's it's actually been my go to. It's uh it goes down easy. It's uh it's not overwhelming, uh, especially for the the guys who don't really like bourbon around the table. I th- don't think you're gonna find this one uh, overbearing. So, you, you're welcome for that recommendation, by yeah, the way. I, I did get the recommendation of Patrick through many texts about bourbon. So it's not all I'll talk about, right. but most of it. Well, here's, here's to uh, bourbon, guy. Here's to wagon wasted. No, not wagon wasted. Wagon. Wasted wagons. Cheers. All right, that'll wrap up our episode, guys. Um, Remember, like, comment, and subscribe. Doesn't have you can't subscribe time. to anything just yet, but when we have something, please comment, like, and subscribe to it. Mud Wasted dogs just wagon, don't forget bowl. it. Yeah. Uh, this is our podcast we started amongst friends. We talk about sports, movies, anything in the news. Yeah, basically anything. All kind of goofy stuff. 
So Man, we appreciate you uh, following us. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, let's, work, so. let's do it. All right. See you next time. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be um, coming to you live from the beach. <laughs>